Thanks for tuning in to the True Vibe Podcast. Here, we help you connect to your true vibration, expand your energy to authentically align you to your highest vibrational self. I'm your host, Mary McMonagle. I am the energy expansion coach here to guide you to connect with your intuition and energy to embody the person you desire to be. Now let's vibe, tribe. What's up, True Vibe Tribe? We are here today with our first ever guest episode with Allison Finley. We talk all things energy, understanding who you are on an energetic vibration, owning your energy. Allison is a natural intuitive healer, medium, energy coach, RN, and energy work teacher. She helps people develop their spiritual gifts and transform their lives with energy tools. You're going to want to stay around to hear this whole episode as she shares so many golden nuggets, all things energy, and really just connecting with yourself. And cannot wait to introduce you to Allison, and we're going to dive right into today's episode. All right. Okay, Allison, I am so excited for this conversation and thankful you're here today. How are you? I'm doing so good. I am honestly so jazzed to be your first guest and I'm just super excited. I know we're going to have a really fun um, conversation and you and I are both so intuitive and flowy. I'm just like, can't wait to see what unfolds. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to see what unfolds too, uh, as you are into all the things that this podcast is going to be about. So you could not have been the more perfect guest for this podcast. So all things, energy, intuition, angels, guides, healing. Uh, so I would love to just jump right into it and talk about energy, right? I know before we hopped on, we were talking about owning your energy. So I'm curious what that means to you. So for me, I feel like I lived and so much of us, right? We're born into this society that programs us that we're victims and that we need someone or something outside of us to save us and to make us happy <laughs> and to make us whole. Like that is the story and the program that we stepped into as humans. And so I think like the phrase owning your energy for me was this not instantaneous, but this kind of long process of learning that I create my own reality and that I'm responsible for my life and for the energy that I put out into the world. And I'm responsible for what I draw back to me because the world is just a mirror. So whatever I'm experiencing in my outer reality is this reflection of this energy. And when I first learned that, I think I was like kind of devastated <laughs> because I was like, oh shit, my whole life is a mess <laughs> and it's my fault. Right. But then I actually like the more you lean into it, the more you're like, no, 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 I'm empowered by this because I'm not a victim of my past traumas. I'm not a victim of my job, how I was raised. I'm not a victim of the world. Like I own my energy, puts me back in the place of power and gives me all of that um, energy and strength to then go out and create the life that I want to live. But it starts with like, 
owning the fact that we do create our reality, right? And that we can use energy intentionally. I think for a lot of times, or for a long time, I was like, okay, I know I'm responsible for my reality, but I don't know how to shift it, right? So it's like owning your energy is owning that you create your life and your reality, and then also knowing how to do that for you, which is kind of different for everybody. Like there are laws on this planet of, you know, manifesting and things like that. But there's also that element of like your energy is your alignment and like what you love and who you are. So that's what it means to me. Wow. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. It's yeah, we are in control of how we choose to go out throughout our day and the vibration, the energy that we want to be and embody. And I love that you shared that because it's like, once that's in your awareness, you can start to understand to take back your power and own, own your power, own your energy. Now for people who are listening and there's now this, this is in their awareness. They're like, okay, so whatever is kind of happening on in out the outside world, is more of an internal reflection of, of where I'm vibrating at my energetic level. What do you suggest for people who uh, are maybe new to energy and are like, where can I start to take back some of this power? Mm-hmm. I think the very, I mean, the first step is always awareness, right? Like oh, being aware that we do create our reality, being aware of the fact that energy is the ultimate law of this planet um and that all like outer reaction and outer things are are a reflection so once you have that awareness then honestly I feel like the next step is neutralizing and accepting that because again that's where I was for a long time is I probably prevented myself from moving forward because I was still resisting and still resentful And honestly had to go through this grief period of like, I am so sad that my life is the way that it is. And I'm really sad and even ashamed or upset that I didn't know what I know now before. So I feel like there was this stage of like awareness, which is like, yay. And then you eventually move into taking your power back. But I feel like there's this middle ground where you almost have to like forgive yourself for what you didn't know (laughs) and forgive other people for what they didn't know and what they still don't know. And kind of like, again, understanding energy, neutralizing that, like it's sometimes energy is like a pendulum. And when we've been so far on one end, sometimes we have to like swing over to the other end to then create kind of this balance. So I think that would be like the next step after awareness. And then after that kind of acceptance, neutralizing, grieving, coming to terms with that, I would say the next step would be to really um, start to figure out who you are and start to look at the beliefs Like use your outer reality to help you, to show you what is internal. So if your biggest issue is relationships or your biggest issue is money, like I like to take an issue that's reflecting on my outer world and take that as then feedback and go, okay, what are my beliefs and thoughts? Like what are the things that I'm thinking first and foremost around this issue? So for me, money was like 
a huge one that I had to address in the beginning. And it was kind of like, okay, what are my, I don't like where my money is at. So that's showing me that I'm, I have a lot of stories and beliefs and shit going on around money. So I had to kind of come in and go, okay, what do I really think about money? What's my relationship with money? What was, what were my, what were my parents or the society and community that I was raised in? What did they model to me around money? Like how did my family manage money and spend money and talk about money and relate to money? And that's going to show me where my foundation of belief is. And then I can start working on that and intentionally shifting that and going, okay, my money story was this, or my relationship was money to this. My intention is to step into a new relationship with money. And then that's a whole kind of process within itself. But I would say that's the first step. Take the thing that you don't like on the outer reality that you want to change and see how your thoughts and beliefs and actions and energy is relating to that thing. Because we don't actually have to change the thing. Like the solution is not going out and forcing yourself to make more money. The solution is relating to that thing differently through my internal world, thoughts, beliefs, which then create action or inaction, right? So going within first. Wow. That's so powerful. And I definitely want to dive into the energetics of money because I love uh, talking about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy you gave of the pendulum, right? Like we're swinging back and forth and it's important just to remember that our energy is neutral. So when, you know, maybe you're swinging to the side where your energy is feeling drained or upset, or like you said, you were dealing with that grief. Remember that you can bring it back to neutralize it. And I love that you shared that it really is that awareness, but then the forgiveness piece, oh, that is so empowering because when you can take radical responsibility, right? That's a term that kind of gets thrown out there, like radical responsibility of who you are and forgiving yourself for, as you said, oh, I wish I knew this earlier or sooner or didn't do that. I have a lot of people who come to me and uh, who are older and say, I wish I knew as much as you did, as you do. And you're so young. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, but this is in your awareness. So now you hold the power. So either go, you know, go work on yourself or just be like, wow, look at you go. And so that's where the next step, right? Instead of being like, wow, look at you go like forgiveness. Like, you know what? It's okay. As you said, the people who don't understand that's okay. Uh, so I love how you put that. And before we jump into the money part, I feel called to just ask, what are some ways you can use energy to understand who you are, right? As you said, it's kind of going from having the awareness to then forgiving and then understanding who you are. What are some ways that energy uh, can help with that? So I would say if you're first, like this is layers, right? Like life is a process and we never arrive, you know? So it's kind of about like, once I settled that in my mind and heart and was like, okay, this is not about the destination. This is about the process. Um, you can kind of let all the pressure off, right? But I would say for people who are new and just starting out, one of the easiest ways to get back to your core frequency is to remember if you can, and this can be tricky if you had a lot of 
um, trauma in your childhood or you don't remember your childhood, which is usually a sign of kind of trauma, um, is to remember back to your earliest like um, time as a child. Because when we come into this world, we come in our most authentic selves, right? Like as babies, we cry and we like have needs and our mom just like meets our needs immediately. And we like, you know, we poop on ourselves and she takes care of us. Like we just effortlessly receive what we need because we feel worthy, like right off the bat coming out of the womb. And then as we get older, what starts to happen is we start to realize as a toddler, like, oh shit, if I touch the remote, my mom yells at me and I lose love. So I shouldn't do that behavior. Like I shouldn't be that way. And that's when the programming starts. So the older we get, the more kind of programs we start to receive that start to muddy. Like I'm very visual. So I kind of see that we come in with the super pure energy and we kind of add all of these things that are not us into our energy field and coming back to our core frequency and knowing who we are is more about removing those things that were never us in the first place. So a good just like initial thing you can do is even like watch home movies if you have them, go back to old photos if you have them, ask your family, your siblings, your relatives, people that you grew up with, like, what was I like as a child? Like, I I literally was with my in-laws yesterday and I asked them, like, how was my husband as a baby? Like, I wanted to know more about this, you know what I mean? And so understanding and like learning and remembering who you were as a child, kind of from zero to seven is your, when you're being programmed. So kind of the earlier you can remember, the better. That will show you kind of your core frequency. So I would say that's a great place to start. And then to kind of come back to that, another tool that people can kind of look into is human design. I don't know if you're into that. I'm sure you are. Um, but that for me was like so helpful because that and human design, for those of you who don't know, it's it's a big mix of a lot of things like I Ching, astrology, um, all just a bunch of systems that kind of show you your core frequency and energy. And so looking into your human design, starting to explore and even just ask yourself powerful questions like, do I like this? Does this make me feel good? And a lot of times coming back home to the body, like when you're with certain people, does that make you feel good? When you're in certain places, does that make you feel good? When you're doing certain activities, does that make you feel good? Like for me, I never, I always forced myself to kind of do what the world said or what my family said. This is fun. Like for example, going to movies. For some, like going to the movie theater, I like my family loves going to the movies. We went to the movies all the time. My family still goes to the movie house all the time. And I literally, I don't like going to movie theaters. Like I remember just sitting in the movie theater one time and being like, this does not make me feel good. I don't like sitting in these chairs. I don't like being in all these people's energies. I don't like how loud this is. I don't like how much stimulation this is. Like this is just not me. I prefer to watch movies at home on the couch where I can eat my own food and be in my own energy field. So that's like a silly, simple example of like the world says, or at least my family said, going to movies is like a fun thing. But for me, that wasn't fun. 
you know? And so being able to start to explore and play with it. I'm a big, like, I like to approach things in a really light and playful way. I think that helps with the energy because the more intense we come in with our energy, like we have to know who we are. We have to figure out what we like. We have to do it right now. That energy is not conducive really. Like we want to take the energy of like play and fun and experimenting. And like, this can just be light and free and there's no wrong way to do it. So if you can kind of take that approach and start to figure out what you like, what feels good to you and let go of all the stories of what you should like or should feel good to you and just start to play and explore. Wow. That is so beautiful. And I love how you bring it back to childhood. Also side note, I'm the same way about movies (laughs) and I've never met somebody who literally would describe going to the movie theater as me. And maybe it's like an empath thing, but same exact vibe. I'm like, totally is. I think it has to do with like the more you awaken and the more sensitive you get to energy. I think the less just we can feel the environment of certain things right like for me I just don't like being around that food I don't like being around like so much stimulation yes I'm sure you're the same way so it makes sense yeah and that's amazing that you like I said that you brought it back to childhood and kind of being aware of what you did enjoy as a kid and maybe what you weren't like eh, about and inv- inviting in that playful energy and having fun and excitement is such a great way to explain it. It's, that's actually something that I'm personally working on. Uh, somebody asked me, you know, the other day, what did I, what did I do for fun as a kid? And I had to really sit down and think, I'm like, how did I have fun as a kid? Because I was like a young adult as a five-year-old child. Uh, and so I had to kind of go back to that and really think. So I'm curious for you, what was the biggest the biggest awareness or belief that you unpacked from your childhood? So I think when I was going through this process in the beginning, and I thought back, I went through a lot. When I would go to my parents' house, I would dig out home movies and I would dig out, you know, photos. And I was very free as a child. I was very much a nature child. I'm a crystal child. I think that's probably the generation you are too. So I was always picking up leaves, picking up rocks, stopping to look at trees, like (laughs) picking up bugs, you know, being outside alone. I love to swing on the swings. I remember things that I didn't like as a child. And even as a, you know, young person, I remember just having um, not liking certain people or certain, certain things like, and I would ask my parents like certain things about my childhood and my parents, one of the things they mentioned, and I grew up being told that I was just too sensitive. And again, I think my parents, my parents are are pretty sensitive too. So it wasn't like they were like, shut up or you're too, you know, it wasn't in this aggressive way. It was more in this very concerned way. Like, if you are this sensitive, you will, you will suffer. (laughs) You are going to struggle. And I did, but I remember a story my parents told me is that when I was young, I used to tell them like, don't yell at me, stop yelling at me. And my parents would say like, babe, we're not yelling at you. Like we're just correcting you or we're disciplining you. And now that I understand who I am and what was going on, I didn't have the language as a child, but what I was saying and trying to communicate 
was don't bring that energy in my space. So their energy was, you know, something intense, like too intense for me to process. And they weren't yelling, like they didn't have loud voice, but their energy that they were coming at me with felt too harsh for me. And I didn't have that language. So I think as a child, I was very sensitive to energy and my family was very social. And not that I'm not social, but because I was so sensitive to energy, there was many, many people that I didn't feel good around. And I didn't know how to say that. And to someone who's not sensitive to energy, how do you describe like, I don't like that person's energy. And as a child, when you don't know protection, you don't know how to shield yourself. You don't know what's yours or what's others, right? As an empath, you're like, as a child, you don't know what's your energy and what's not. You just know that you feel weird, you know, or you don't feel good, or maybe you don't even have that awareness as a child. So I think learning that I was super sensitive to energy and people um, and noises and lights, like I just stimulation, there was too much stimulation for me. Like I grew up too eating in front of the TV a lot. And I remember I would ask my parents, like, can we just eat all of us? Like, and I think I realized like, oh, I like intimacy. I like connection. I like really feeling people and feeling seen and seeing others. And I even had that as a child based on the comment, can we not watch TV while we eat, right? <laughs> like, so, but there's nothing wrong with watching TV while you eat, right? Like that's actually in human design too. My husband has the type where he does really well with high sound while he eats. So it's like, there's nothing unspiritual or wrong about eating in front of the TV. It's just for me, I do better with like a more um, safe and sensual environment and experiencing, meaning like really engaging in all the senses rather than like just being distracted by TV, if that makes sense. So that's, that was my kind of experience as a child. And now I really realize like, oh, that's who I am. Another thing is like, I know this is really funny, but as a kid, I did not like wearing clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would, like as a young child, I would always strip and I was very, like I would rip all the tags out of my shirts because they would bother me. So I was, again, I was just always very sensitive to everything. And the clothes thing, I think it's so funny. I was even really particular about which clothes I would wear based on the feeling of them. And so when I got older and I was in a period of not knowing who I was, I got a lot of um, like beauty was a big thing for me. So I had like, you know, fake eyelashes. I had hair extensions. I had, you know, um, lots of makeup. I had injections, which nothing wrong with any of those things too. But I never felt like myself because as a child, I was a nature child. I was super natural. I was super free. And I was over here trying to fit into this beauty standard of like all of these other things. And then when I realized and looked back at my childhood, I was like, oh, like I actually feel so much better with minimal makeup, natural hair, like no eyelashes, <laughs> like no fuss stuff. And now that I'm kind of that I leaned into that. And again, there's nothing wrong with the other way too. But for me, I was like, oh, that's not really me. That's me buying into a story or a standard or a, 
a program that says you have to be this way when really my natural core frequency is to be very um, like no fuss and free and like natural. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that you brought in like my core frequencies to feel free. And it sounds like describing your childhood. It's like, ah, the walks in nature. And yeah, like, I just want to be like, let loose. Like, that's so beautiful. And how does that uh, impact your energy now? Like from a kid now, how does that, like, where do you see that taking place in your, in your life as you are here? So I think nature is a big one for me. I think it's probably, you know, it's obviously healthy for everyone to be out in nature, you know, frequently, but for me, just realizing like, okay, I think learning all of those things about myself, I then gave myself permission to just be and do those things now without any judgment. And I just realized like, oh, I can drop all the stories of this is how I should be. This is how I should show up. This is how I should act. This is how I should look. And I can actually just embody my core frequency now. And I can enjoy nature now. I can drop all the beauty stuff that doesn't align with me. I can drop all the things that I was forcing myself to do that I don't really like. And now I can just step into that frequency. So giving yourself permission then to be an explorer. And then also giving yourself permission to change and evolve. I think once you know who you are and who you kind of your core frequency, then building on that and giving yourself permission to explore and to try new things and to like be fluid in your frequency and to then not like box yourself in of like, oh, this is who I was and liked as a child. So that's who I am now. It's like, that's kind of your your home base. And then you get to build on top of that, of all the things that you want to play in and explore and grow in and evolve in now that you're an adult. Yeah. That's amazing that it's essentially like, it's okay to, when you're figuring out who you are, right. Connect back to childhood and allow yourself to, to play, to explore and grow. I like to think of it as a kid, you have, a you know, your favorite toy or even your baby blanket. Right. And like, that brings you some kind of energy, whether it's like safety, whether, you know, your baby blanket or whether it's your favorite toy brings you so much fun and excitement, but then you eventually outgrow that. Right. You're eventually going to let go of the, the baby blanket. You're going to change. Uh, you're going to maybe get bored with a toy and want another toy. So I love that you share that it's okay to grow and it's okay to change for people who are maybe afraid to embrace that change, what do you feel is something that they can do to really just allow themselves to let go and embrace embrace this version of them becoming their self, right? Whether you're listening to this and you're not sure of who you are, what is a way that people can begin to uh, as they learn and embrace who they are, what can they, how can they let go? I would say I'm a big, I'm a big um, advocate for, for powerful questions. I think our brains just spit out answers to the questions that we ask. So asking ourselves more powerful and empowering questions. So getting super curious instead of judgmental, like the energy of like, oh, I should let go, but I can't versus 
let me get curious as to why I'm struggling to let go, <laughs> you know? So I think asking yourself, why do I feel I need permission to be myself or to let go? Or like, where did that story come from? Who, who said that it's, that I need permission to let go? So I would say getting curious and asking yourself really powerful questions of where did that thought even come from? And, and remembering that our brains are always wired for negativity, fear, and to keep us safe. And when we, instead of trying to like change our brain or beating ourselves up, we can just use it and go, okay, this is the way the brain operates. It's wired for negativity, fear, and to keep us safe and small. So when you say, of course, it's hard to let go, like, of course, it doesn't want me to step outside of my comfort zone. Of course, it doesn't want me to embrace this bigger version of myself. Like that is totally normal. And then when you go, oh shit, okay, everybody on this planet has a similar brain and everybody's brain is telling them you should stay small. You should be afraid. You can't let go. And then you go, oh, that's not me. That's just the human brain. And that's the way that the human brain works. And now that I'm conscious and aware, I can make a conscious choice. And I can say, I'm intending to let go. I think letting go is a whole nother big story, you know, that we could work through. But I like to see giving yourself permission. Because I think, again, we're especially like as women, I feel like we have more of a tendency to wait for or ask for or need or desire like someone or something outside of us to tell us you're okay to do this right and that's the inner child in us like ooh, can we you know can we go can we do this so being your own parent and reparenting yourself and giving your inner child and giving your adult self permission and just declaring it it's like hey i'm allowed to do this because it's my life and i'm an adult and this is what I want to do. And that can be so powerful, just not looking to anyone or anything outside of you for permission, but just giving it to yourself and then moving forward anyways. Sometimes I feel like we're just like waiting for this magical feeling or we're waiting for this like magical moment. And sometimes the universe is just like, just do it and see what happens. Just start moving in a direction so then we can guide you instead of, sitting in a place of like fear and inaction that breeds more of that energy. So sometimes just making a decision and moving forward, even if it's not the best, you know, or highest can actually help us then navigate quicker to where we want to go and who we want to become, because then we just get more experience and we get more feedback of like, okay, that wasn't aligned or I didn't really love that or that didn't make me feel good. Okay, great. That's more data and more feedback for me. And I can make a better decision next time, but it's really just about giving yourself permission and just starting to make choices and move forward. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's yeah. Make those choices, give yourself permission to move forward. Take, take that messy action. Yeah. <laughs> I always say I'm a, I'm, I'm pro at building the plane as I fly. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> But like you said, you will learn so much and 
I love how you express, answer all these questions because you're really just taking it back to yourself at the end of, at the end of the day, it's about you. So like you said, asking these empowering questions, if like, why, why am I holding on to this? Like why? Uh, and really getting to know yourself where it's like, if you're struggling with something, dive in, make it about you, right? Like this is your permission to make it about you, right? Changing, diving in inward. So then you can reflect, it can reflect on the outward. And that, so I love that share around just taking action, right? Too, is that that's what it comes down to. Uh, so thank you for that share. And you mentioned about childhood, which I kind of want to go back to where, uh, you know, your parents would tell you you were a sensitive kid. Uh, Cause that, that was something very similar with me. <laughs> would you say that understanding your, that you were sensitive and your emotions, would you say that that is uh, almost what empowered you to learn about energy and in, in yourself? Yeah, I would definitely say so. And I, I am a really firm believer that we all come onto this planet and come in as babies and children. We all come in very intuitive and sensitive. I think some of us more than others, just like some of us are extroverts and some of us are introverts. Some of us, you know, we all have different qualities, but I think that's all of us are intuitive and all of us come into the world sensitive to energy. I don't think this is like a magical quality that just spiritual people have. I really believe that everybody has this, but the world, you know, programs it out of us. Right. And so I think for me, I'm definitely more emotional and definitely just in general, probably more sensitive. And that as a child was difficult. It's difficult to navigate the world, as you know, and a lot of times our souls choose, choose then families and environments that are going to like agitate or aggravate that. But I kind of think that I had to personally just realize that, or I had to choose the story that my soul intended to come in super sensitive and knew that I was going to experience difficulty and trauma and pain and that I was going to, as an adult, make the decision to utilize all of that and transform it into good. And that I'm just choosing the story that the universe is always for me and that the world has my back and that everything that's happened can be and will be turned to good if I choose to turn it to good. And so that was kind of my process when I was healing my inner child and healing and forgiving myself and my parents and doing a lot of that childhood work, which does take time and has many layers was just this like ownership of, I was, I mean, as children, we, we are relying on our family and our caregivers and our parents. So we are victims as children. So when we get older and we feel like victims, it comes from a very real time in our life when we were, okay? When we were into like codependent and couldn't provide for ourselves and needed a source of love and were disempowered. So like when we're adults and we feel those things, it's nothing to shame ourselves or wrong ourselves for because as children, we were very vulnerable and our boundaries were crossed and we were victims in a lot of ways. 
right? Like we were made to do things that didn't align with us. We're forced into systems that, you know, don't work for a lot of souls. So understanding that you can kind of decide, am I going to let that hold me back? Or am I going to use that energy to then fuel me forward? And that's our choice. And that's our conscious decision that we have to make like with energy it can't be destroyed but it can be transformed so all energy is just energy and neutral and potential but how we use it and how we funnel it and where we the stories we create about it that's what really matters as adults so I think looking at your childhood and taking the good and the bad you know seemingly good you know and seemingly bad and then deciding how you're gonna use it as an adult to move you forward. Wow. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm wondering, like, with especially diving into like childhood and your awareness, going back now, what would be some advice that you would tell younger Allison? I think I would probably tell her that she like she's safe to just be herself and that she doesn't have to change. I think we all get the message that we have to fit into a specific box, depending on the culture and the family you were raised in. So for me, it was very, you know, you have to be nice. You have to be sweet. You have to be modest. You have to be, um, put other people in front of yourself. It's, it's best to sacrifice yourself for others. You have to be, you know, fit into this box and, when I learned human design and I had my first reading, I bawled my eyes out because so much of my chart has, you know, um, pretty intense, like energies about it. I have a lot around, um, almost like very polarizing energy and very, um, sensual and sexual energy, which was something that was very like shamed and not welcome growing up. And I have a lot of energy in my chart around, you know, speaking, um, speaking my truth. And that's not always appreciated. That was not appreciated growing up. It was like, this is the truth. And we don't care what your truth is because your truth is wrong. This is the truth, you know? And so I would tell her to just trust herself and to be herself fiercely. Wow. That's so beautiful. Trust herself. Yeah. And because, you know, it it all works out and and trusting in the universe. Now, I know that you're uh, super big on empowering people to become their own healers. And just from hearing your story and listening to it, that's exactly what it seems like it unfolded for you. What would be some advice for people listening of where they can start to uh, become their own healer. Yeah. So I think that energy really arose from me because I hit kind of a rock bottom eight years ago when I graduated college and was a nurse for about a year and I became suicidal. And I just got to this point where I was like, okay, I'm either gonna like figure out life and live it, live it sober, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Um, and when I made, there were several things that led up to that, but making that decision where I was at in my life, I didn't have, like, I graduated with hundred thousand dollars in student loans. I, you know, my husband was working extra so that we could make it. Cause I stepped away from nursing for a while. And so I didn't have the resources 
to get traditional help, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really have, even though I had support from my family, I didn't really, like, I felt very misunderstood. I felt super alone. I had come out of religion. So I had no one who was like in the spiritual space. This was like, before I really knew about, you know, this was before kind of like YouTube was big and there was so many resources, but I just decided, like, I remember just making a decision that it was me and the universe. And that if I was meant to stay on this planet, that it would absolutely show me the way as long as I just kept moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so I made this decision that I was going to not be the victim of anything ever again. And that, like that, you said that radical responsibility. So for me, I started with like everything free that I could get my hands on. I was like every podcast, every YouTube video, every book, every free course, every email sign up. Like I was just like, I'm going to flow into everything that feels aligned with what I have access to now. So I would say for people wanting to become their own healer, it's first taking that responsibility and believing that you can be, and then trusting yourself and trusting the universe that it will show you the next right step. And so many of the steps that I took built on each other, like things that I'm doing now, obviously I would have never been open to or ready for, you know, four years ago and eight years ago when I started. So trusting yourself, trusting the universe and trusting your process. And I think bringing it back to the present moment, because for me, when I started this healing process, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) I, every single area of my life sucks. Like when I was, I trained in traditional like mindset and life coaching and they have something called the life wheel and they split your, and you may have done this with your coaches, but they split your life into like six to eight categories. And it'll be like money, career, relationships, romance, spirituality, physical health. And I literally was like, all of those. (laughs) I have no, I am, I do not feel good in any of these areas. And so I just took what felt most pressing to me, which at the time was physical health. And the cool thing, and I found this quote a while back and I love it. And the quote is, a rising tide raises all boats. The rising tide raises all boats. And so I believe when you just pick an area that you feel like, okay, this is what I'm going after. I can't worry about money. Can't worry about romance. Can't worry about relationships. I'm going for physical health. When you start to elevate your frequency in your physical health, all of these other areas start to kind of rise as a natural byproduct of that. So for me, I kind of feel like if people feel like they're just starting out or they're overwhelmed, they want to become their own healer, but they don't know where to start, picking the thing that feels maybe the easiest or the most pressing and starting to work on that thing with any resource that you can get your hands on and then trusting that as you work on that and as you're faithful in addressing that thing, that as you're healing that aspect of you, it actually begins, that healing radiates out to all the other areas. And then when you are ready to move into the next, you know, thing, it's already at a higher frequency and it's already more healed than when you started. Mm 
and just trusting that process and owning again your energy that you can become your own healer that you are divinely guided that you are never alone and the other thing I would say is asking for help I uh, I can't remember if it, it was in a client session or if it was in one of my own meditations but angels are very angels and spirit guides they cannot violate free will right unless it's like a a life-threatening situation. So they're always like waiting for us to ask. And I think so much of us, so many of us grew up and we lost our ask. Like we lost our ask because we were told no so much, or you can't have this, you're not worthy of this, or we can't afford that or this or that, like all of those stories build up in us. And so as kids, we, we then just stop asking. And then as adults, our, our angels are just sitting there like, for help bitch <laughs> or ask, for, ask for what you want ask for assistance ask for help so literally my guides and angels told me like some of the biggest like the biggest shift we can make is to ask more mm-hmm. and not in this demanding way but in this like hey I'm human and our angels and guides know that it's a shit show on earth right now. They know how hard it is to be human. Like, especially our guides, like they know how difficult it is. They know what fierce and powerful souls that we are to come onto this planet in this time, in this space. And everyone listening to your podcast is probably a person, you know, a soul who came here intentionally to raise the vibration through this process of awakening. And so they want to support us. And if we can come in with this idea of like, my angels and guides, my whole spirit team wants to support me. Let me just open up to receive it. Let me ask more and I will be divinely guided and bringing it back to the present moment. I might not know the next 20 steps, but what's my next right step? And once I take that, then I can open up to, okay, the next step after this. And if we can just trust the process and not need to see a month down the line, a year down the line. What are we doing today? What's the next right step? And faithfully taking that and asking for help and trusting that you'll be guided. <laughs> wow. Wow. I felt like that was literally just a divine download coming in. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this, right? Ask, ask for what you want. That has been a theme for me lately because it's like what what's the worst if you're gonna get it's not gonna happen you say no or the best it does happen and then you have more pieces of the puzzle to that next step and I love that you shared it's like taking that one step at a time because the things that you're doing now if you told Allison you know eight years ago what you would be doing you'd been like get out like you said like what it's her mind she'd be like "Mm, there's no way I'm ever doing that (laughs) (laughs) exactly but that's what's so beautiful and that comes back to what you shared at the very beginning allowing yourself to change to trust whatever transformation is coming yeah wow that's so beautiful awesome well I would love to just kind of close it up here. And so I would love for you to be the first. I'm going to ask every guest, uh, what does it mean to them? What does it mean to them to live their true vibration? So true vibe, we're all here about self-acceptance and just becoming the best version of yourself. 
So for you, how does it look, what does it look like for you to be living your true vibration? For me, my true vibration, I think is presence. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for me, because I'm so flowy and intuitive (laughs) and fluid, it's all about coming back to this present moment. How am I feeling right now? What feels aligned to me right now? What feels like the highest expression of me right now? And how can I just lean all the way in to right now and give myself full permission to be and do and have exactly what I want and what is in this moment. And so, yeah, just giving myself permission to be myself and also giving myself permission to change my mind and to try new things and to be however I am in that present moment. So presence, I would say that's my truest alignment. That is so beautiful because yeah, there's no gift, but the present, right? The present moment. And to be able to say that's, that's, that's my true vibration is I'm here. I'm present is exactly your, uh, a living example of what you just preached of trust, right? Trust forms in the present moment, not knowing what steps comes next, but just enjoying where you're at. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Your truest vibration. What would, how would you answer that question <laughs> since this is the first episode? Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's so funny because <laughs> I didn't even really think of it on my end, but I always give it back to what really fueled my journey. And that was seeking acceptance and love. And it's just allowing myself to accept all of who I am and love that unconditionally when even when I fall loving my bruises loving the you know what the fall down and loving myself even more as I get back up and uh, so thank you for asking me that yeah it's uh it's been a journey of radical self-acceptance and unconditional love and embodying that for myself So I can share that with others in the world and with this podcast too. So thank you. (laughs) And thank you so much for coming on and just sharing just such beautiful shares. Uh, How can people connect with you, find you uh, listening to the podcast? So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Allison Hope Finley. You can connect with me on my website and look at my offerings. I do energy coaching um, and I also teach people energy work. So I have kind of the coaching space where I have my own energy techniques that I help clients with. And then I also have a course called energetic sovereignty where I teach people all of these tools so that they can use them on themselves and on clients, you know, in their own business um, moving forward. So you can find my website. It's allisonfinley.com. I also have my own podcast and it's called energetic sovereignty. And yeah, I think I sent you all the links to all that stuff. So um, any place there, I'd love to connect. And yeah, I'm just so grateful that we got to talk today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I will link all of that in the show notes as well. And then uh, I saw you mentioned around a energy, uh, it was a mini clarity reading. 
Oh yes. For your listeners. Okay. So you asked if there was anything to offer your listeners and this like dropped into my spirit immediately. But, um, one of the things that I absolutely love are Oracle cards and they have been the biggest kind of gift and help to me personally. And then when I started doing readings, they're one of my all-time favorite things for getting clarity or wisdom or direction or deeper insights on a specific issue or question you have. A lot of times people's big, you know, questions are around relationships, health and body, and then money and career. So um, I'd love to offer your listeners a little free mini reading and there'll be details in there. But essentially, if you have a question or want deeper insights, um, the way I do Oracle cards is I connect with people's angels and guides, and then the card comes through. And most cards, most decks have guidebooks, but I actually don't use the guidebooks I just kind of channel the information from the angels and guides so if anybody has specific question or area of their life like a relationship they're struggling with or a decision they need to make or you know deeper insights to a train a change or transition um they can reach out to me and just let me know that they you know found us on the podcast and I'd love to send them a little mini reading on whatever they'd like clarity around so those will be really fun wow that's so amazing. Thank you for offering that for everybody listening. I'll put that in the show notes as well with your Instagram. Reach out, let her know you found on the True Vibe podcast because yeah, Oracle cards are so fun and they bring so much clarity, as you said. And that's incredible that you just intuitively go off of it. That is the best way to do it because it, you know, it'll land and stick for somebody exactly where they need it. Amazing. Well, Allison, thank you so much for being my first ever interview. I'm so honored. I feel like so special. I hope that we just set a really lovely energetic foundation to just for this podcast to grow and thrive and just build off of. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Same to you. It's like energy, 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 energy. This is the next biggest upcoming thing I believe that people are really waking up to is like more than you know like diving deeper with spirituality it's like let's dive deeper into energy so I love that you already share and are so powerful and so in tune with that and that's what makes this so special and you are special um yeah so thank you again and I will talk to you really soon thank you for having me Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and are ready to help others connect to their true vibration, share this with a friend, hit subscribe, and leave a review to let me know how this podcast has impacted you. Other ways to connect with me, check out the show notes to follow me on Instagram at MaryMC4 or check out my website, TrueVibeWellness.com. Sending you all the love, all the light, and all the highest vibrational energy. 